Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, Rob Taylor, are you awake in there, my man? All right, you, I want you to listen to this because this could be a good news story for later this week. I'm going to have our expert, because of all the years with Davy Tree, talk about Christmas tree selection. I was out at Janoski's doing some videos uh, the last couple of days. So this is the big week for Christmas tree, live Christmas tree. So before he gives you his expertise, if you're the 10th caller, you're going to win a gift certificate from another great place to get all of the stuff that you need for the holiday sorgles. So if the 10th caller wins it at 412-922-1020. Great guest coming up. Time for you to call in with all of your gardening questions and gift ideas. But before we do anything else, Doug Oster, DougOster.com, the organic gardener, buying a real tree. My son, first house Ever as a homeowner at 24, a lot smarter than his knucklehead dad. He did it. <laughs> he did it early. He's got a, his very first live tree. Sent me a video. Was all stoked and excited. So tell me, what do you look for, and what are some of the best trees to pick this holiday season? Good what morning. was the tree that your dad would always get? Scotch pine. Yeah, that's you got it. That was mine too. Nowadays, it's you know Fraser fir. Canane fir, mm-hmm. you know, are the big ones. Uh, it, first off, it's the tree that you love the way it looks. You know, that's first off. Secondly, it's being sure you make that cut on the bottom. Uh, you know, with a pine, it just seals over on the bottom. So you make that cut right before you put it into the stand. Uh, it's nice if you can give it a transition time between outside when it's like this to inside but that might not be possible to leave it in the garage for a day you know how it is you what do you get you get it you get in the back of a uh on top of the car and back of the truck you want to get it in get it in the stand <laughs> my dad had a, a a stand from the 1940s from his parents and the diameter of the thing that held up the tree might have been like three inches tops and every year he was out in the garage with a hatchet <laughs> and I used that thing for years and my, my wife finally said why are you still doing that because they make a regular st-. I'm like it's tradition but that, that thing's been been put away that old wiring and everything what do you put in the base of the tree to keep just it? water that's it just water and keep water in it if you don't want that to seal off on the bottom that's that's the big thing uh and you know keep keep it watered and you know they're really not meant to last a long time indoors uh so that water makes a big difference as long as it's drinking water it's it's gonna it's gonna be better for you one more thing before you get on with your show dougoster.com um mrs know it all said about hosing down someone her family used to before they brought it into the house should you shake it down hose it down before you did bring you it? happen to see the video of the woman who saw the possum in her tree yes <laughs> looking out at her i know you know you 
Yeah, you don't want Christmas uh, vacation squirrel running out of there. <laughs> and grandma's eyesight's not what it used to be. She thinks it's the cat. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? yeah so. Come on, little boy. Let's <laughs> feed kitty, you. Kitty. But I mean, I, I still, he was so excited. And, uh, you know, he's a grown man, but that's a big deal. And uh, Yeah, I, it, you it know, the tradition of it. You know, just like we talk about your dad, my dad, yep. you know, putting that tree up. And, uh, you know, Santa's going to be at Han Nursery today, and they've got lots of trees there. Santa's hoping that he can score a deal on a... <laughs> a treat today but we'll see well just get out to all these great sponsors because they mean so much to us but it also is the best bang for your buck and you're going to get the best freshest selection of everything you need to the other thing is don't you know some people they don't want to buy a a a live tree because they think it's like you know negatively affecting the environment this is a sustainable crop when they cut one, they plant one. So don't have worries about that. It's fine to, you know, you're only, you, you know, you're, you're growing that tree for how long? Five, six, seven years. And then you're cutting it down and only having it for two two weeks. And it, afterwards, you can use it as a, you know, place for wildlife. You know, birds and stuff like that will use it to, to hide in as a staging area before you get to the uh, bird feeder. Rabbits will use it as a, a, a place to hide during the winter. So don't worry about that. You know, you got to have, in my opinion, you got to have the smell of a live tree in the house. I know. I remember back in the day, the old five and dimes used to sell that uh, tree smell in a can. <laughs> that tree. And we, we had these old bubble lights from the 1930s. The best. They were just so awesome. Oh, I know. Good stuff. And everybody who worked in a steel mill back in the day, they had that metal tree stand with the big Frankenstein bolts in the side of it. <laughs> That's you know? the one that we were using. Yeah, man. Yeah, but you know what? They worked. They were sturdy. They, they hung. I around. still have mine. Do I, you? Yeah, I just don't use it. It's in the garage. And I it had three, like three lights: uh, red, green, and I don't know, maybe blue. I can tell you right now, there's someone collecting those things as we speak. Everything yeah, that's, that's old true. is collectible. So, what's on the tap tap today? So we have a great guest today. Uh, Camille Bell Hill uh, has this book I love. It's called Happy Plants, Happy You. It's about growing house plants, but it's also about uh, your own personal wellness and using plants that way. And as this is going to be perfect for this audience, because we know as gardeners that, um, that that's such an important part of gardening is that uh, therapeutic wellness. Uh, today, come see the gardening Santa at Han Nursery from 11 to 3. Last day the Santa is going to be there. Families, kids, pets, you get get free pictures with Santa. It is so much fun, and Santa is giving away a wide variety of unique tomato seeds, all from his private collection at the North Pole. Many of these tomato varieties are not available commercially. They've been sent to Santa from gardeners, and there are some others there, too, from seed companies, but Santa is, is overrun with tomato seeds and wants to give them away, and you have fun growing them. Uh, last of the garlic got planted. Uh and also some uh, perennials got planted. I'm the procrastinating gardener. I'll tell you, you know, this slow start to winter is the, is the perfect recipe for me because I'm still planting. And believe it or not, I looked at the 10-day forecast and I'm like, well, I think I have still time to, to throw in a couple hundred bulbs. So I, I love to, I always buy my bulbs locally when I can, but most, most of the nurseries that they're, they're done selling bulbs, or they just have a few left. I use this company because I like to buy in bulk. Again, being the big cheapskate, uh, I use this company called Van Engelen, and y- you're buying fifty, a hundred, and I bought three different types of uh, daffodils. One of them 
I've grown before. It's called Love Call, and it's what we call a, uh, oh, the name just went out of my head, <laughs> Split Corona, Split Corona Daffodil. So it has this really cool center of the flower, and it's just a, a really vibrant, uh, almost orange. And, I, you know, since I've grown it before, it's it's coming back like gangbusters and, you know, continues to expand. I wanted to get some more of them. And, you know, I'll get those planted in the next few days. I got a busy week coming up. We're delivering all sorts of plants to uh, Allegheny County high rises as part of my work with Farm to Table. But I got to get these uh, daffodils in. And I know it might seem crazy in December to be ordering a couple hundred daffodils, but I use that power planter ball bogger. That thing is the best tool. They do not pay me to say power planter ball bogger. I do it because I love that tool. It's a $27 giant drill bit that you put on your drill, and that thing's going to last forever. I'm planting these daffodils out in the garden. Uh, you know, every year I actually was trying to add a thousand. I didn't get a thousand in this year. It's been a crazy year, but I'll get a few hundred in. But you could also, if you don't have a lot of space, you can do bulbs in containers. Now, Mrs. Know-It-All and I did a video years ago when I worked at the Post-Gazette. You could find it online, a long video on how to do this, but I'm basically going to tell you how to do it. You, you stack those bulbs in that container. You get just slightly moistened planting mix. At the bottom, you put tulips, then another layer of uh, planting mix, daffodils, crocus, snowdrops, you know, as they get smaller, they get to the top. But you put that container in the garage, not out in the elements because it, it gets wet and those bulbs will can, uh, you know, rot. So just somewhere it stays at a kind of constant cold temperature. And now you pull that thing out in the late winter and you'll have lots of beautiful flowers for most of, of the spring. Uh, but there's still time to plant. The ground has not frozen solid yet. If you were so inclined, you could be planting trees, shrubs, perennials, and, of course, you know, like I said, I just finished up with my garlic. All right. Don't miss out on important updates in Pittsburgh from breaking need-to-know news, weather alerts, and more. Follow News Radio KDK on the Odyssey app now, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Back with the organic gardener, Doug Oster, DougOster.com, and it's time now for our guest appearance. Oh, I'm so excited to welcome Camille Bell Hill, author of Happy Plants, Happy You, to the show. A plant care and self-care guide for the modern house plant parent. Good morning, Camille. Thank you so much for getting up early and talking about the book. <laughs> Good morning, Doug. Plants are the only thing that could get me up this early <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, and I I'm, I'm have to tell you, I love this book. I see a lot. I see a lot of gardening books, but boy, this one really uh, hit a home run for me. Talk a li- talk a little bit about how you started with house plants. Well, I consider myself a third generation uh, phytophile. My grandmother was a grower. She can grow anything mm-hmm. outdoors, all of the edibles. Her family moved up from Florida in the um, I guess that was the early fifties and. She, in Bridgeport, Connecticut, my grandmother had a virtual fruit orchard in her backyard. And then my mom, before it was a thing, we I had an indoor jungle in my apartment. Hmm. So I've always been surrounded by plants, and not to be too punny, but I guess a little seed was planted. <laughs> and as I was designing homes for people, making their spaces beautiful, 
everything had to be finished with an indoor plant. And I'd buy one for them and one for myself. And that, that that's how the indoor obsession kind of began. And what made you write the book? And talk a little bit about the beginning of that, you know, going from being a, a, a grower and then deciding you wanted to help people. Well, you know, what's funny is my non-plant friends were getting tired of talking about plants with me. So when I started my account on Instagram, I was really just hoping to find, you know, one or two like-minded people. And I found a whole community and a book publisher who found me from following me and seeing what I was doing there on Instagram. So everything just kind of bloomed from there. And it's been such a wonderful journey helping people bring plants into their lives and find this way to kind of like create a meaningful self-care routine for themselves with these beautiful natural beings. So this is the part of the book I really love. So I want to read a little bit and then I want you to talk a little bit about this uh, quote. So from the book, not only was I not on my to-do list, but if I made a list of things that I enjoyed doing and compared it to my daily list of things to do, they simply did not line up. There was no overlap between the list of things that I was doing and the list of things I actually enjoyed doing. Something had to change. Yes, that, that was the turning point for me. And, you know, as a caregiver, I'm a mom of two. I was trying to start my business. I'm married. I was doing everything for everyone else and nothing for myself. And I just had reached a point where I was feeling frustrated and maybe even a little resentful. And when I started caring for plants, something, it was like I was exhaling. You know, like I was finally feeling like, this thing is just for me. It's not in, you know, um, execution of a task or obligation for someone else. It's just me bringing this beauty, this enjoyment, this relaxation into my life. And I wanted more of it. And when I really focused on that, even though it seems like it was focusing on something on the outside, I was really focusing on myself. And we're all conditioned to kind of think that, putting yourself first is selfish, but it really isn't. You know, like when you're good to yourself, you are able to really be good to others. And I just think it's a wonderful thing to do, you know, and it's, it's, it also my family, while they're not plant growers with me, they're benefiting from this because our house is full of plants and it's gorgeous and everyone feels relaxed and kind of like um, it's, it's a Zen, it's a sanctuary here. Well, just uh, that's why I wanted to talk to you, because all the listeners here, you know, many are outdoor gardeners and they understand the therapeutic nature of gardening. But talk a little bit about slowing down with the indoor growing and spending time with those plants inside and, and how it makes you feel. Right. And you're in Pittsburgh. I'm here in New York. Right. So you don't get to do that all year long. You can't spend I, – I also love gardening outside. I have beautiful ornamental hydrangeas, but it gets cold, and that has to end that time that you get to spend outdoors in nature with your hands in the dirt. Once we're hit in January, and fe- that's all over. But when you're doing it indoors, you get to do it all year round, <laughs> you know, and it, it doesn't stop. The, the seasons don't change inside the house. 
it's warm, it's sunny because I have so many grow lights and it's an analog leisurely hobby because I'm not plugged in when I'm in my soil, when I'm watering my plants, when I'm cleaning their leaves. And it really does, it slows you down because if you are constantly at that top level hustle pace, your plants are going to suffer, right? They need, they need time. They need your attention and they make you pause. And when you pause, you're unplugging and giving yourself that same time and that same attention that, you know, we so desperately need. Like we are in a very fast-paced society. Like it feels like time moves at this cosmically, like insanely fast speed. So you really have to find a way to slow yourself down and enjoy your life and and give yourself some moments of pleasure and relaxation and joy that aren't, you know, tapped into – it's not an expensive hobby is what I'm saying. You know, like it's it's just a real nice way to reconnect with yourself and reconnect with nature, and it just is beautiful. We are speaking with Camille Bell Hill. She's the author of Happy Plants, Happy You, uh, one of my favorite garden books that I have seen. Uh, Camille, can you, we've got about a minute left, but could you stay through the break? Yeah. Oh, that would be wonderful. Absolutely. One thing we have in common when I looked at the book is you say in there, sometimes plants die. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. We're going to get a break. We'll come back. More with Camille coming up in just a couple of moments. But to remind them where you're going to be today. Yes, uh, the Gardening Santa will be at Han Nursery today from 11 to 3. And the Gardening Santa has lots of rare, unique tomato seeds to give you. Uh, hold on there uh, through the break. We're going to talk to Camille when we get back. And I can't wait to pick her brain a little bit more about this book, Happy Plants, Happy You. All right, stay with us because we've got Rob Taylor, who's live and local with the latest news coming up at the bottom of the hour. Don't forget, next hour, holiday baking on the Coons Cooking Hour. And then Nan Cohen, summer over an hour, over an hour insurance. Bears your money in you. And then it is that hometown sports talk show that is the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday show from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. All still to come today with your Pratt Pack on a Sunday morning on KDKA. Good morning. All right, back at it, and time to give somebody a chance to win a $25 gift certificate to Janoski's in Clinton. If you're the 10th caller, at 412-922-1020. Back to Doug and his special guest on KDK. Joined again by Camille Bell-Hill. She's the author of Happy Plants, Happy You. Uh, as I said, one of my favorite gardening books. And Camille, you talk about a lot in this book about taking care of ourselves. Let's talk a little bit about taking care of our house plants because <laughs> that's that's some important part, parts of the book too. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And what I'm hoping to achieve here with this book is really to like debunk some of the myths about keeping house plants. And I really want people to know that it's not as hard as you might think it is. And there are a lot of really easy houseplants that will come in to your home and they'll acclimate and they'll stay alive. <laughs> in the book, you talk about watering the plants, but you also talk about watering the gardener. <laughs> yes, yes. You got to water the gardener. And, you know, when you look at your plants and they're all droopy and thirsty, it'll kind of remind you, oh, you know, I'm droopy and thirsty. I'm, you know, before keeping plants, I called it my... Um, my, what do you call emotional support water bottle. You know, I just carried it around with me, but I, you know, would kind of 
take a sip of it. But by the time I returned home, it was still full. But looking at my plants, I'm looking at a couple right now. They're thirsty. I'm thirsty. They're a good, like, tangible reminder to water yourself. Tell me uh, some of your favorite house plants. What are the things that you love and recommend? Oh, my favorite. Okay, so if you are a beginner, I'm always going to recommend the Pothos family. There are so many different varieties in that plant family, and they're super, super loyal. They will withstand when you miss a watering or two, and they will communicate with you. When their leaves are droopy, you know it's time to give them a good long drink. And no indoor jungle is complete without uh, the pothos, something from there, whether it's a manjula, the the neon golden. I mean, there's just so many in that family to choose from. I also really love ZZs, and there's a green ZZ, and my favorite the raven, which is a black plant, if you can believe it. It's just like a showstopper. And my real favorite girl is the Monstera Deliciosa. Mm -hmm. That plant, (laughs) if you're looking for a big plant that's going to be like the focal point, give your room beautiful drama without giving you drama, that's the plant for you. School me on Hoya because I don't know anything about it, and I was reading about it in your book. You know, that that plant family was my most favorite discovery. I'd never heard of Hoyas before having my account on Instagram. And following other plant enthusiasts who were collecting, they are a genus out of Asia, and it's like a succulent. And, Doug, when I tell you, they are gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they're like potato chips. You'll get one, and you cannot stop. They they have these thick, waxy leaves, and most of them are trailing. They're all beautifully variegated, and they have blooms that are like nothing you've ever seen before. They, talk- they, Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm they, sorry. They grow in these, like, um, round cluster balls, and they're all velvety. They're just gorgeous. If you don't have Hoyas, please add one to your collection. We are talking to Camille Bell-Hill, author of Happy Plants, Happy You!, was it daunting when, you know, you had built this Instagram platform and you got a call from a publisher and said, hey, do you want to write a book? You know, it wasn't because I'm a little bit insane. I'm, I'm born with that um, I can do it, Gene. It's like, yeah, I've never written one before, but let's do this. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I was just really excited to just like share my love of growing plants. Tell me a little bit about what you want gardeners to get out of this book. What I want gardeners to get is that growing houseplants is easy. It's it's so much easier than, you know, what you might assume. And also just to relieve yourself of this idea of perfection. You know, plants are not perfect in nature. Some of your plants indoors will have crispy edges, yellowed leaves, you just snip them off, and occasionally plants will die, no matter what you do. And that's all part of the growing process. You know, you you take the lesson, what you did with that plant, and you try not to do it again the next time. But really, just allow yourself, you know, room to experiment and just have fun with it. Don't don't put this pressure of perfection on yourself. Oh, I love that. I want to go back to sometimes plants die because it's so hard, especially for uh, beginners, when they lose yeah. when they lose a plant. 
uh, I always say that if a plant dies, something happened to it before I got it. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. And sometimes it's not you, it's your environment. Like I have a whole uh, chapter in there about different lighting because all lighting is not created equal. And really, like when you get into your space, take out the compass app on your phone, map your windows and know which direction your light is coming from. And when you know those things and kind of like really start to understand the differences in lighting levels, then you're going to find the plant that will acclimate to your environment and they'll stay alive and it'll be this wonderful growing experience for you and the plant. But at all times, just have fun. Well, one other thing I really loved about the book is that when you do find, you know, where your lighting is coming from, north, south, east, and west, there's a long list of each location of different plants that do well in yeah. a south window, an east window, a north window. That's cool stuff. Yeah, I'm really trying to make it as easy as possible to kind of like fit the puzzle pieces together if you're just beginning. And really, just like all levels, because, I mean, I've been keeping houseplants now for well over like five years at this point, like house plants, but you're always growing. Like, you know, I know what I don't know. I know I don't know everything. So whether you're a beginner or experienced, I'm hoping that there's something in there for everyone to kind of like help you um, continue to keep house plants and grow your collection, grow yourself and make, make it a meaningful experience. What would you say the number one mistake indoor gardeners make with their plants what causes those plants to die watering <laughs> over watering and i think that um people misunderstand what it is it's not the volume of water you're giving the plant it's the frequency and you really have to let the soil dry well in between you know you'll see oftentimes in those little care cards oh you know check the top one to two inches that's never enough you know i like to really let the soil almost completely dry out mm -hmm. because if the soil is remaining wet, there's no oxygen down there for the roots. It's not, there's no airflow. And that's when the roots suffocate. That's when you get the root rot. That's when the plant dies, you know? So just really understanding that overwatering its frequency, not volume, always use a drainage hole. I think that is the number one mistake. And is everybody in the household, uh, cool with all the plants? Are you continually adding more plants? Because I, Always. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not allowed to bring any more in, although I do sneak some into the, the table by the window. Always. Like, they don't, they don't know how many. And I have a rule. <laughs> I do not count, right? Like, it's plausible deniability. I don't know how many plants I have. It's a lot. But the, <laughs> so they don't, they don't know that that pothos that they're looking at just arrived like two days ago <laughs> they think it's oh i moved it from another room and that's like one of the tricks just have them all over the place they can't keep up so yeah they they're they're never surprised when i come in with the plants but i try to sneak them in what is the best way for people to get a copy of happy plants happy you they can get a copy wherever books are sold. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Bookshop.org, and, and loads of independent bookstores, which I just love. And how can co listeners connect with you? 
You can connect with me on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. I am there on all of the platforms as Plant Blurred. And I have a link uh, on my website, dogoster.com, that will take you to Camille's uh, Instagram and also show you how to get the uh, book. We, Camille, I am so happy that you got up early to tell us about this book because, as I said, Happy Plants, Happy You is a phenomenal garden book, not just with all the great information about growing plants, but uh, as as just a wealth of information to help ourselves by spending time with these plants. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Doug. All right. All right, this is your chance to get any gardening question answered. If you have something, we're going to shift gears into our final segment, open up all of our phone lines, 866-391-1020. All right, let's get right to the phones. Let's go. JJ Swickley on the air with Doug Oster, DougOster.com, the organic gardener on KDKA. Hello, good morning. Nice program, Doug. I got a question for you. At Christmas time, they come out with these red flowers. And uh, it's only at Christmas time that they come out. Can we grow them during the year in so, the house? So poinsettias, are we talking about poinsettia? There you go. Yeah, because yeah, I, I waited and I couldn't remember it. So that's a uh, very tender plant when it comes to temperatures. And so what you can do with a poinsettia, and a lot of people do this, and I do it too. I've, I still have poinsettias in the house from last year. But after the season you can grow it as a house plant and uh, just as uh, Camille was saying you keep them on the dry side and then that plant can go back outside in May and it will get huge actually what's interesting is that plant like in a climate that doesn't have frost that will become a tree you know it, it just keeps growing and growing and growing so you could take it outside in May and if you if you were so inclined, bring it back in, or you know, before frost, and keep doing that in and out. It never will color up the same way that when that when it's at the nursery. It, it's just that their lighting is different. You know, they've got the big greenhouse and everything. But it's a worthwhile thing to do. Mine actually, I keep mine inside for a few years, grow them as house plants till they get too big. Then I'll stick them out into the garden. That one year, they'll get so big that I won't want to bring it back, and I'll let Frost take it, and then I'll start again with a new plant. Well, you've answered my question, and you got a beautiful show, and happy plants make people happy. All right. Thanks so much for your have call. A good you too. Yes, Give a great, have a great holiday. 47 with rain today. Okay. Just wanted to let you know. Thank you. I know you're... I, as, uh, the gardening Santa will be under a tent, okay, so don't good. worry about that. All right. Uh, don't want to see that furry hat get wet. Yeah. Let's go to Jim in Hopewell. You're on KDK. Hi, Jim. Hi. Uh, yes, I have a question. I think uh, red maple tree, is it okay to trim it this time of year? Uh, it's not really the best time to trim it. If it's in the way, you could get away with it. The thing we don't want it to do is, you know, a maple tree in general, it's going to, it's going to, what we call bleed. It's going to, that sap's going to come out of there. You could get away with it. If you had to do it, no problem. Really, the best time to do it would be early spring. Uh, you'll get less of that sap coming out of there. Why do you want, why do you need to trim it? Well, it's actually my uh, neighbor's maple, and they're so busy, I'm retired. And I said, I'm going to take care of that maple tree because it's, overgrowing their back deck you know and, uh, if you're if you're if you've got it in your mind you want to do it you'd be fine to do it just be careful 
You know, and whenever you're trimming a tree like that, we're always going out from the the trunk, making the first cut out there and leaving about 18 inches and then going back and cutting from there. Because if you cut right at the trunk, you could tear off the bark. You could negatively affect the tree. Make sense? Yes. All right. Thanks so much. And real quick, uh, Rob, I'm your baby friend from Rochester Hospital of January 57. If he's still listening. And they th- I'm listening, and they thought we'd never make it, huh? <laughs> that's it. Well, that's a long time since 1857. <laughs> he said 1950. 1957. Oh, 1957. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. You know, our, our mothers may have actually spoke, you know? You just never know. That's true. <laughs> I'm a little older than you, January 15th. <laughs> no, I'm the 20. Well, yeah, not much. Yeah, that's close. Yeah. All right, buddy. Have a All great right. holiday. Oh, you too. Love the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Well, don't forget the Gardening Santa. We'll be at Han Nursery today from 11 to 3 p.m. with uh, free pictures for families, kids, and pets. I had somebody post a picture. They're going to bring a goat, so that'll be fun. But do a lot of dogs, a lot of cats. And uh, Santa's going to be giving away some very unique and rare tomato seeds. We'll see you today from 11 to 3 at Han. And remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.